I don't need to think about that all the time. All right. There are some things where it's just like, you know what? You just want to have that blissful ignorance. Live that blissful ignorance. All right. Do what? <sighs> you. All right. Let's let you know, man. When they executed Anne Boleyn, the guy took off his shoes. Let that resonate for a second, because he didn't need to. Cl- she didn't need to clip clop all the way to the steps of her f-ing dying. All right. <laughs> like I don't need that. Yeah, I'll need that. I don't that. need the f-ing heel toe step. I'm like, hey, I'm coming for you. Just letting you know I'm here. Do you uh, do you feel the Christmas spirit already? <laughs> Good thing I have a f-ing drink. Jesus. All right, all right. and five. What's up, everybody? This is the Red Band Podcast, your source for all film and TV-related news and topics. I'm your host, Anthony King, and as usual, sitting to my left is my co-host, Adrian. And of course, sitting in control room is our technical director, Mike Cards. Happy holidays, everyone. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas, too. It is Christmas time. Merry it's Christmas. Festive. Merry Chrysler. Mm-hmm. Merry Christmas. And then, of course, past Happy Hanukkah, Hanukkah. and then upcoming Happy Kwanzaa. Yep. And for other people, Happy it, Sunday, it, yes. I guess. <laughs> I, I don't know the other holidays. I just, I just know it's those Sunday. ones. So that's, that's for you guys. What, yeah. But happy holidays, everyone. How are you guys doing tonight? Pretty good. I was, you know, I... I liked our conversation we had. <laughs> I was joy. killing Michael's Christmas spirit. <laughs> I already finished my drink. <laughs> Not enough Christmas cheer. About world any advance. Well, what's, what's bothering you, Mike? What's bothering you over there? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> All these world ending and me questioning my existence in the universe. <laughs> and whatever I do is just infinitesimal to most things. To Mike's the- just have a little existential crisis happening right now i was fine 20 minutes ago <laughs> and then y'all had to be like hey remember that yellowstone is technically like a level six world-class ender that could kill us <laughs> if its ashes reach the rest of the globe in three months remember that it's crazy <laughs> and there's no time limit on it and if you think about it a dwarf star next to our universe can also implode at any second and kill us all yeah. <laughs> that's life that's existence man that's the universe you knew like, this like that does not motivate me to do things in life <laughs> that, that, that should motivate you more that should motivate why? you more why because it's all just gonna disappear from a dwarf star or a fucking rock exploding Ex- exactly pretty much you're going with the Lincoln Park ending aren't you I tried so hard, got so far, but at the end, it didn't even matter. That's exactly what it is. And you know what? He was kind of right. With you bringing that on me, I was totally okay. I was fine. Like, it's like, pick your poison. Either you get the cataclysmic event of world-ending doomsday, or, you know, you get, like, the cancer or diabetes when you're old. You choose. Choose. Or, or, or worse. Or worse. A vending machine falls on you, and that's it. Oh, yeah, that's true. Or best, I could just walk with the veil over my eyes. You know what? <laughs> And be totally okay. And if it happens, all right. You know what? It sucks. But you, you want, know what? You want to go back to that ignorance? Yes. But you can't now. I can't now. I was doing just fine. And then y'all had to bring that up on me. Okay, fine. Well, and this is supposed to be a Christmas episode. <laughs> well, well, we well, also, okay. before. We'll, we'll, okay. In all fairness, we'll stop doing that. We'll bring back the useless information. I don't want to know. I know exactly what you're going to tell me. I mean, what do you want? Do you want death or do you want just random information? It depends on the quality. Do you want the random death 
or randomly known that pics come for a long time. <laughs> I would have been fine without either. <laughs> it would have been nice to know that, but, oh, hey, you know, uh, you know, uh, Sean, no, it's not Sean Penn. What's a, don't, you know what we should have? Uh, that little star that comes up and goes, the, the more, more you know. know. <laughs> I'd be like, the less you know. Like, come on. You know what I would have liked? I would have liked a random little knowledge that I never even knew. Like one example, Ralphie from A Christmas Story is an Iron Man. Yeah. 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 See, that's a fun little thing to know. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's nice to know. You know what also, instead of being like, hey, you know what you didn't know? The scientist in Iron Man died in real life. Yeah. And be like, I didn't need to know that either. Then we'll do that. We'll pull up. We'll bring up good facts and... Just depressing facts. Well, I'll, I'll give you a depressing fact right now. So, Henry Cavill is no longer playing Superman anymore. Yeah, there you go. yeah I already knew that one. Yep, that's depressing right there. And right when he got signed back on. I'm not lie, I was a little excited. I was like, all right, another everyone, Superman. I, everyone was excited. Everyone was excited to have him back. I was eh. You weren't eh? I was eh. But you weren't? You Be- weren't? You because didn't? all I can see was like a Zack Snyder Superman. And I'm like, how are you going to implement that in whatever future projects you're going to do? You don't think he was able to be happy? No. No? No. I, don't, I mean, yeah, he made a good Superman. Yes, he looked just like Superman. But honestly, you could probably find another one. I mean, you could, I mean, good looking chiseled jaw white guy. They all do. That's pretty much it. That's, yeah, but the difference is this guy breathes that material. That's, that's true. Point. Do you think that's you're going to get someone who's this dedicated to the I role? I guarantee that he's read every comic book at this point. That's true. That's very true. Like you so, saw man, how much dedication he gave to the Witcher. Imagine if they gave him that free range with Superman. Yeah. But at the same time, um, uh, it's part of something that just needs to stay there. It's in the past now. It's in the past. Yeah. I, I, I agree with that one. And yeah, like cool. It's, it's cool to see him like, yeah, be like, oh, Henry Cavill's back as Superman. But it's like, all right, but what's, what's this Superman going to look like? Because it's not going to be Man of Steel 2, because Man of Steel 2 is not happening. Yeah. So what's Man of Steel going to look, what's it going to be now? Like, Big Boy Blue? Like, what's the, it's just, just, just going to be Superman? Like, what's it going to look like? Yeah. What's the next iteration? Is it, yeah, is it going to be like Christopher Reeve's Superman? Like, how do you go from Zack Snyder's Superman to Christopher Reeve's Superman? And be like, oh, and it's the same person. Yeah, how do you progress now with the new type of Superman? Like, where do you go from here without going back? You Honestly, I don't saying? know. Because I actually don't know. Like, because it feels like anything they'll do will be backtracking. Exactly. Yeah. Because, okay, think back like with Batman, right? In the early stages of Batman, uh, what's it called? Um, Adam West. Yeah. It was all kind of goofy, you know, colorful. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, not LSD. Uh, what was it called? The, the whole movement. It was like very hippie-ish. Psychedelic. Psychedelic, that's yeah. the word. Psychedelic. It was very psychedelic. Mm-hmm. Then it went, you know, further. It started getting dark. You know, you got the darker Batman, which you got the animated series. Then you got the Tim Burton films, right? Yeah. Then later on, as well as Nolan, he did still darker. But then, more realistic. More yeah. realistic. But they also kept the same tone of darkness, darkness, dark. It even got a little darker as it went on. Yeah. Would it, like, same thing, I asking, would it be possible to go back to... Adam West. I don't know. No, no you that's can't. the original. You can't. You can't so you now can't. you're stuck to the dark. To and same but how Superman. long can you stay with dark before you got to do something fresh? Before everyone's like, oh, what's the next Batman? Well, he's going to be 
dark and brooding. He's going to be pissy. He's going to beat up a few people and show he's angry. And then he's going to... Dude, that's Batman. Like, it's like, now how, that's become Batman. But like I said, how do you go back to that? Same thing with Superman. Yeah. Superman's been on that track now. How do you go back? I think you... Well, people been wanting the hopeful... The golden boy, age. The golden age yeah. boy scout Superman. People have been wanting him back. Yeah. They so want- at least there was a need for him. I, the Batman people they won't let that go. People won't allow Batman to change. You're talking about the golden age all American Superman, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, okay. the fists on the waist you know, like Superman Not pose. in power wise, but they want attitude wise. Yeah. Yeah. They want when Superman was basically Captain America, you know? Yeah. They want the American boy scout. I would have li- I would like to see uh a little bit more, not a flawed younger Superman, but the one still trying to like find his footing as like a superhero. I'm tired of that one. That's the one I'm uh, tired of. Yeah, that's or, been done so many times. Has it though? It has. Are you sure? Is it, it or has really it just has. been like, oh hey, looking, like I'm not talking about just like oh are hey, you talking I'm, Smallville. No, not Smallville. Smallville was like teenager Superman, but still had the Justice League. No, well. That was, I'm, I'm talking about Superman by himself because they did an animated, they did a recent animated version of Superman mm-hmm. and it actually came out pretty good where he's like, he's trying to find his super place, I guess, in the world, like how he's trying to utilize his powers for the greater good. And so he doesn't have his, his red and blue signature look of cape, but rather more of like an air jacket, goggles, helmet kind of thing. I want like the type okay. of Superman that's like not just trying to find his footing as a superhero, but also just trying to find pretty much... So a coming of age kind of a story? A coming of age almost. Because they said they, they're going with a younger Superman. See, I don't, want, I, I don't want the coming of age for that one. I want... It, it reminds me too much of Spider-Man. Yeah, it does. It, the, the Superman I want is the guy who's struggling to show everyone that there's hope and they're still meeting when about... 80% of the world has given up on that concept. That's like the one I want. But do you, see you want what I'm that as your first movie Superman? Yes, as yeah, the first one. Absolutely. To establish that he's a symbol of hope. That's how you establish it. By fighting Lobo, a bounty hunter? Anything. Saying, yeah. It doesn't need to be a Lobo. I mean, Lobo can be introduced in something, but I, I do want the idea where he tries... Because he is better, he tries to show everyone a better path. And I want him to keep falling and slipping, but never giving up from that. You see what I'm saying? That sounds almost like a coming of age. But yeah. the coming age is more interpersonal. What's about me coming into this world? Yeah, I want him to exclude his personality onto other people without internalizing and be mopey and sad about it. You see what I'm saying? So you just want to skip the that entire arc. And yeah, he's exactly. Just, he's just already Superman. He's already Superman. Probably early years, first starting off, you know, possibly a lot of still mistrust because, you know, it's a fucking alien acting like a cop for the world. But still not so, so early where he's literally just starting off. I don't want the whole coming of age like... Earl, like super young, early 20s, first time experiencing his alien powers. I don't want that. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm good with that. I think we're all done with origin stories. Yeah, I think I think that still falls in line with the origin story. Yeah, I don't I don't mind that. Just the, the sort of, you know, yeah, like I said, just finding his place as in the world as a superhero. Yeah, or just like finding me, like I said, like you're trying to find like deep meaning of what you're symbolizing as a hero. Yeah. I think that's where I want more. I think that's what really 
glued for had me glued on to the Batman and his theme. Uh, it's like it's the hero trying to figure out what he is symbolizing. And that's where, you know, for the Batman, Batman realized he's not trying to symbolize vengeance. It's hope. That's what I'm looking for. What is Superman trying to symbolize? So you want him. So, yeah. So it's almost like a beginning stage of his heroes. Like he's trying to find his footing as a hero. Kind of. Yes. Yeah. But, so the, yes. but not the coming, <laughs> but not coming the, of age. Yeah, not you know, when teenage. you say coming of age, everyone goes into that teenage mindset. Yeah. Not the teenage. That's coming. too early. Yeah. No, I don't want a teenage mindset. Yeah. But they're they're definitely. I don't want him growing up. But he definitely has to mentally grow into the Superman that the comic books portray the the Golden Age Superman. Yeah, yeah. You can't just be like straight out of the block with like, oh hey, check out my dope ass costume I just made. Like, I don't want to see like a fresh Superman suit already handmade, tailored, perfect to perfection. I don't want to see him making them. I don't want to see him making it. I want to see a flawed suit. I want to see see like a first generation suit of like fucking the only flawed suits. The only flaw suit that I would love to see out of any superhero would be Static Shock. That's the only one that I'll accept for a long time. They let it be flawed for a while before it becomes a good suit. But uh, Superman, no, he's got to get that suit off the bat. Just off the bat, get a good suit. Nah. Yeah, I think I'm tired of the suit upgrades and suit buildups. Yeah. What about suit armor? Suit armor? Yeah, I maybe. I, I am starting to get really tired of that suit armor. Like trying to like, all right, so we took the comic book version of that, but let's armor it up. And make so you it just want spandex, just a tight spandex. Not, I want something where different. it shows a bulge just right there. I think I'm, just, I think I'm getting that part of my life where I want something different, Different, but I don't know exactly what I want. Okay, but so I, yeah, I don't want the same things over and over again. You either have the tight spandex that shows every little detail, mm-hmm. the, the rubber latex tight suit, mm-hmm. or you have the metal armor. <sighs> That's yeah, pretty much that's all we got so far. Yeah. We don't Let's get, get anything between. New. Let's get something new. Someone create something. Someone create a new concept or something. Suit up. I want something new. I don't know. It's, it's the same things over and over again. Combination of all three. Put all three together and we'll figure out where we go from there. I know. But moving away from the whole Superman, Henry Cavill thing, this still also with Warner Brothers, they have a new trailer just released for Barbie. <laughs> Yeah, Barbie. I mean, uh, I'm actually kind of interested. Me too. Yeah, it actually looks interested. Just because the trailer Mm -hmm. mimics uh, 2001 Space Odyssey. Yeah, yeah. Like shot for shot. Mm -hmm. They knew what they were doing. They they knew the joke already off the bat. Yeah. But it looks like really interesting how they're setting up the world that it lives like it. It's in. Yeah. But I like the idea that it's not taking itself too seriously. Oh, no, no. How can you? It's a Barbie movie. Yeah. yeah. So you have to, like, show the absurdity of it. It's the Barbie doll flip that gets me, like, the dolls when they show when she throws it in the air. Yeah. And it's mimicking, like, the, the throwing bone. the bone. Yeah. It even cuts perfectly, too. You know what she reminds me of? Yeah. <laughs> like this, throwing the throwing the doll. They even timed the flip on where to edit it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was clean. Yeah. You know what reminds me? What she reminds me of? What the the girl in the pool from um, the Sandlot? Oh yeah. Oh, uh, mm. Wendy Peppercorn. Yes. yes. <laughs> that's what <it> reminds me. <laughs> yeah, that's. But yeah, this movie does look. I mean, it's gonna be interesting. Yeah. yeah. It's. It looks like it's a. Uh, 
I feel like the trailer kind of sets the tone for its absurdity. Yeah. So it's not like that serious, like serious Barbie movie, like lawyer Barbie. See, I feel like it's going to be like paradising itself. Yes. Yeah. And it's going to be a lot of cheap jokes. Like, I feel like there's going to be like a lot of like Ken doll cheap joke shots like that. I mean, it already showed a bunch of it. Like yeah. if you continued on, it shows like more of the other Ken dolls. Mm hmm. Like, they're all, like, unison dancing and everything. <laughs> See yep. there? And then there. Yeah. It's going to be ridiculous. So, yeah, it looks interesting. Yeah. But what's also incredibly interesting, Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer film. So, of course, it's his newest film that he's releasing about Oppenheimer, the guy who created and tested the first nuclear atomic bomb. He found a way how to recreate that scene without visual effects. The mad bastard. We set bomb. off one for real. We've talked. set off an actual. No, no. Atomic Can you imagine bomb? if he did? No, but remember it. we talked about when we first heard about this film. Yeah, yes. we talked about okay, how's he gonna do? Because this guy's he's practical. known for he's known for wanting to do major practical effects. Can like he, I said, he, for the Dark Knight, it was like, hey, so we have this scene where we're gonna flip the entire box truck, you know, um, semi big semi semi. Truck. semi but it's going to flip completely over toppled yeah. in a 180 degrees. Like it, no CG. I don't no want CG. any CG. Okay. So we'll, okay. So we'll, you know, we'll CG out. No, 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 no. We're going to do a real one. Okay. We'll get a, a scale model. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I want a real rig. This guy for interstellar. All right. So we want to create an incredibly intense effect for a black hole. All right. So, you know, we're going to do CG. No, no, we're going to get a bunch of models, some light, some little paper mache, and we'll make this work. We're going to Photoshop it all. We're going <laughs> to we're gonna film it all, and then we're going to Photoshop it in, and then we're going to do After Effects to mix them all together, do a little blur, and then there you go. Yeah. <laughs> and we're like, mother So this guy is known for doing practical effects, and yeah. he was determined to do this atom bulb practically. Dude, I'm waiting for that footage to come out where it shows behind the scenes. Do you think that, like... Christopher Nolan is kind of like the Steve Jobs of like his movies. Like, you know how like, you ever seen the Steve Jobs one, the one with Michael Fassbender? No, no, never. I, yeah. I've seen bits and pieces, but never all together at once. Okay. Have you seen the Ashton Kutcher one? Yes. Okay. This one with Michael Fassbender shits on. The I Ashton know Kutcher from one. the bits and pieces I saw. I absolutely 100%. Yeah, yeah. Okay. If you watch the Michael Fassbender one, you see where it's like, there's a lot of flaws or it's like, Hey, it can't say hello. It's like, it's going to say hello yeah, for the first Macintosh. And it's like, it's going to say hello. It's like, well, we don't have time. We can just, we'll just do without saying hello. It's like, you don't understand. It needs to say hello. Look at it. It looks friendly. It looks welcoming. So it needs to say hello. Make it work. Like, I <laughs> feel like him. he's that kind of person towards like, I'm the conductor and all of you are, is my entire orchestra. You all play your instruments correctly and I conduct you all. And he's like, I want an atomic bomb. Make it happen. <laughs> Somehow I imagined uh, at I least like one time. He goes, okay, we need to do all practical. I mean, I might know a guy, but. Uh, I know. <laughs> I mean, I like, no, no, no. We build like, oh, oh, okay, never mind. Yeah. Can you imagine him and his buddy? And he's just like, okay, I think I got away. And he tells him like, meet me at these coordinates at midnight. <laughs> well, my thing is like, <laughs> how does he explain this to the investor? So we're going to have the revealed the massive grand finale film when they first test the nuclear bomb all right so we're gonna have like the visual effects you know cg everything no we're gonna shoot it for real 
Come again? Come again? What? No, we're going to shoot up for real. Like, I know I got some people. Wait, you got people. Wait, is this okay? Like, okay, I mean, <laughs> there, you know, there are laws for this, you know. There's, <laughs> yeah. Like, there's, uh, what if it was like, as he was telling it, and uh, he was at the pitching meeting, mm-hmm. and he was like, yeah, and then we're going to shoot the first testing for the atomic bomb. It's like, oh, great. Uh, so what kind of CG are you going to be using? Oh, no, we're doing it for real. And there's kind of like, ha, uh, that's a good one. And they're all laughing, and they look at his face, and it's, it's just serious, dead, yeah. deadpan serious. And he's like, you're kidding, right? Right? <laughs> He's like, sure. <laughs> now, let me ask you guys a question. How do you think he possibly achieved this? Adrian has a theory. Do I have a theory? I don't know. You said it. Oh, no. Oh, how they, I mean, other than popping a real one. Uh, <laughs> um, I think that they might have used, what's it called? Gasoline, uh, pyrotechnics, uh, a big ass leaf blower. Mm-hmm. But anything just to create um, the explosion, uh, upward thrust. And just a, uh, like a cannon to build up to push up um, high pressure like, to put upwards. I feel like they would have actually used like a decent amount of like sizable explosives and just downscaled it or upscaled it. Pretty much I, the same technique they use. I mean, a much better technique that they use in T2. Okay. Because that's what they did to recreate it is they actually just shot a, um, a, uh, an oil drum filled with gasoline mm-hmm. at a high, at like I think a high compression. Okay. Um, and it would create the mushroom cloud. I was okay. about to say the same thing. Yeah. I was so, about to say something. So like pretty that. much they use some sort of same technique, except they more uh, controlled mm-hmm. because he needs those. He likes detail. Yeah. So he wants the, the smoke and the clouds and everything. And I'm pretty sure he did the same effect where it separates the clouds in the air. Mm-hmm. Then in that case, I have a theory. Can you pull up an image really quick? Or just like maybe like a poster or an image of that. Okay. Because I have a theory that they did something similar. However, my theory is that they rigged up maybe like a big ass, like, let me see, where's the, from, oh no, I'm talking about from like, for the movie. Oh, because I know they got one. Um. <laughs> that one, the fire? Uh, no, 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 no. Keep scrolling. I don't think they really got anything released for it. Yeah, I'm going to show like some sort of image. No, no, that. that, All right, go back then. I think, no, they're not going to show that image at all. Yeah, that's going to be. That's probably going to be like. That's uh, the money shot. That's the money shot. I can can picture how it's going to be done. They're going to be testing it. The scene's going to be quiet. You're going to see all the people in the trenches. The camera's going to slowly push in to the barren wasteland of New Mexico. The music's going to stop. It's just going to be all diegetic sound. It's going to be quiet. And then. The light. Ooh, I can see it I right think, now. Right, I think so that, go, go back. Actually, go page. to the image. Go to the image. Uh, bot, uh, second one down. That one. That might be one, there's one that they used. Uh, obviously, superimposed them in there. Mm. But you can get the idea. Like, like I said, they probably use like t- pretty much tons of gasoline. Okay. Right. So I have another theory. Go back a page. Okay. Okay. See that one in the bottom left? Right here? Yes. So my theory is that they rigged up a big old, and this is, so this is an actual image of one Mm -hmm. or so. My theory is that they rigged up a big old water tank of some sort, right? Big ass one. And they rigged up some sort of hydraulic air pressure underneath it. And so when they press a button, it pushes out a large amount of compressed air through the Mm -hmm. water to make it bloom up into that bellow. And then when it surfaces to the water, that's where you get like that, that push out. Okay. So you have the mushroom all the way up to the top and then the air pushes out 
and umbrellas at the top to where you can still have that slender tube-like explosion right there mm-hmm. in the center of forming that mushroom. Oh, I, I, I get what you're saying. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, I could, the only thing I can see post-digitally would probably be the air-compressed rings around it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you can simulate that in real life without actually creating a real-life sizable explosion yeah. that can push air like that. No, I think the, no, I think the visual effects are added for like the small, the small like I said, like stuff like this, like the yeah. small stuff like that. But mm. getting the full actual real mushroom cloud, it's gonna be interesting seeing that. I think that's literally why eighty percent of the people are gonna go see this film is to see that effect, that mushroom cloud. Yeah, yeah. it's gonna be kind of, it's gonna be pretty interesting. It's gonna be really, really interesting. All I know is the mad bastard did it. <laughs> He did it, you mad crazy bastard! I just, I just think of uh, what's this face from Jurassic Park? You crazy son of a bitch! You did it! <laughs> you actually did it! You did it! What's his name? What's the name of the character? It's like Doctor. I forget who I know. What you're talking about? But fucking Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> just you crazy son of a bitch! You did it! Atomic bomb just uh, uh, has a way. I kind of sound like Hiccup. From fucking How to Train Your Dragon. Oh yeah, <laughs> Terrifice. I don't know. You guys excited though to see Oppenheimer? Oh yeah, they're oh, gonna yeah. be releasing the first first trailer for uh during the showing of Avatar. <gasps> That's yeah. right. Way of yeah. Water. Which when are we gonna see that? Avatar came out today. Today, yeah, today. So when are we gonna see that? I mean, we go after we're done. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, no. No. look, no. Hell, no. hell no. Look at it this way. I, I, it's got to be midday. <laughs> because he said that it's long enough. He even said, hey, you got to use the restroom. Go use the restroom. The movie will be here when you get back. Mm-hmm. When a mad bastard like that tells you that, hey, it's okay to go use the restroom in the middle of your movie. You won't miss a thing. You're in for, you're <laughs> you're in for, for a journey. Ride. You're in for a ride. You're in for a ride. So yeah, I'm but like, That means you're going to get shots of them doing the whole playing with the air. Mm-hmm. For like five minutes straight, it has nothing to do with the story. <laughs> it's just them flying around. All because That's he wants it. to. All because he wants to show off his fucking CGI. Just look at all the CGI. <laughs> look at all the sparkles, the dust. What if somebody says like, "Yeah, it's not as good as the Mandalorian." <laughs> <laughs> Mandalorian's better. Oh man, no, no. <laughs> then he, then he, he pops would... up. No, he pops up behind you and slaps you. Yeah, <laughs> he just drags you into the darkness. <laughs> I still like Thanos better. <laughs> <laughs> Thanos look better. You just see, like, like she you, said, you, still, better. you just see Cameron just hands pop out, grab you, and just disappear into the darkness. That's it. What if someone you're never heard of again? What if someone just happens to be like, oh, like She Hulk? <laughs> <laughs> like motherfucker. Uh, but let me ask you guys something. Do you consider Avatar a Christmas movie? No, 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 no. Even though it came out around Christmas time for no. Christmas. And this one is continuing that? No. Nah. I it's mean, like what, it's like when the movie War Horse, Steven Spielberg's movie came out on yeah. Christmas. Is it a Christmas movie when it's about World War One and a horse? <laughs> no. But people do kind of consider this film as like a treat, like a Christmas treat. Uh, and it makes me wonder, does a Christmas film, does even need to encompass Christmas to be considered a Christmas film? And then what makes a good Christmas film in general and how does it become a classic? Because when is the last time you guys ever seen a classic Christmas film? I think I already talked about mine. 
And what constitutes it become a classic? How long does it take? But before we fully get into that, I'm going to let you guys sit on that while mm. I cover over our sponsor, Audible. That's right, Audible, the leading provider of audiobooks. They have over 180,000 audiobooks to choose from. This week, I'm reading The Unfinished Gift by Dan Walsh. So visit www.audibletrial.com forward slash redband for a 30-day free trial. You get one credit, good for any premium selection title you like, yours to keep forever. The Audible catalog also contains podcasts, audiobooks, guided wellness, and Audible originals. So go check out www.audibletrial.com forward slash redband. That's right. That's www.audibletrial.com forward slash R-E-D-B-A-N-D. Red Band. All right, now let's dive into this. What makes a Christmas movie to you guys? Well, Mike, you let's see. Let, let's. This is your holiday. This is your holiday. I don't know. You gonna bum me out again? I mean, we, <laughs> you want us to? No. <laughs> I don't want to do anything. God damn it! You but, got. You guys go. But so you're saying a movie. Needs to be more than just coming out around Christmas time to constitute a Christmas film. Yes. Yes. And does it need to cover over the holiday Christmas? It needs Can to it ha- cover over Hanukkah? Can it cover over Kwanzaa? Well, you see what I'm saying? I mean, I'm afraid to answer that one. I'm afraid to answer that one. I'm not a historian along <laughs> that. Yeah, I, I can't answer that one. I mean. But, okay. Does it have to cover in, as Christmas to be a Christmas movie? I think it has to. I mean, technically, yes, you could do with a Hanukkah. You could do a Kwanzaa as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but wouldn't technically become a you know a Kwanzaa film or a Hanukkah film? I mean, do do they separate or, themselves for the having their own holiday type of films, or is it just considered a holiday film? Like, yeah, and then how far does that go? This Irish, if a film comes out on like um, St. Patrick's Day, is that St. Patrick's film? If a film comes out on Boyfriend's Day, because you know that's a National holiday. That's a self-made national holiday. <laughs> Do pick up a calendar nowadays and just read how many holidays that we've added to the national holidays. I don't count it as a holiday unless I have the Almost day off from work. every day is a national holiday. So at that I point, does that make every film a holiday Dude, film? last month I found out there's a hot dog day. Yeah, hot dog day. If you release a film on hot dog day about hot dogs, do you now have hot dog films? <laughs> Okay, we're going to back to the Christmas one. Yeah, but you see, <laughs> but yes, but you okay, see okay, you just split up all those holidays itself. I think the main thing is it has to have a theme of Christmas. That's the okay. overall arc. It has to have that theme or else you can't just stick a plot of, you know, uh, uh, you know. You, you, can't can't be like, a, you can't be like Saw 11, but it's Christmas. <laughs> you can't stick an action film about climbing up a building and call it Christmas. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you can't say that, Mike. You love Die Hard. <laughs> I'm sorry, I wasn't listening. <laughs> there you go. You know, he agreed with me. No, it's already set. It's been set. You said an action movie around Christmas. He said he's like, you can't just make an action movie about a dude climb up a building around Christmas and call that a Christmas movie. No, it's more than that. <laughs> See, that's what, <laughs> it's about family. But okay, but overall, it does have that theme of Christmas, right? I will at least admit that. Yeah, yeah. That's the theme of Christmas family. Yeah. Even Alan Rickman says ho ho ho. Yeah. Yeah. See? So okay, so it's it needs a to Christmas have that. Movie. But then, of course, some studios decide to do a cheap route where it's like, well, let's take this theme or this movie and just slap Christmas on top of it and call it a day. If, 
if that is a well, they just decide to plant a Christmas tree in the corner, and that's it. Like, does a winter movie encompass Christmas movies? Every Hallmark movie. I mean, that's like, would you count Coming to America a Christmas movie? No, no, yeah, that's it. Just happens to be around winter. Yes. So I mean, <laughs> overall, I think it just needs to have the theme of like it needs to either the idea of family, you know, togetherness or something like that, to be a Christmas film or a holiday film. Sorry. All right. Let's see. That's how you feel about it. What about you, Mike? Do you feel the same with that? That Die Hard is a Christmas movie. <laughs> Absolutely. Cause the Absolutely. Because the director said it is. <laughs> so there you go. I'm taking it from the creator. <laughs> anyway. What was it again? I'm sorry. <laughs> well, how do you feel about like what constitutes for a Christmas movie for you? Mm, that one's a tough one because it can either be the remembrance of nostalgia or something familiar from your childhood that you did around Christmas time, mm-hmm. or it could just happen to be one that you watch consecutively around Christmas. Like I'll say this. Do you feel like the new Home Alone movie is a Christmas movie to you? First off, the new Home Alone movie, that little kid's a little shit. <laughs> okay, he's the goddamn devil. <laughs> Screw that kid. I won't get into it right now, but unfortunately, that one has elements of family, takes place around Christmas, the remembrance of what's important. So yeah, unfortunately, with a, with a lowercase... C, it's a Christmas movie. Or, Mike, would you take this, for example? Could you take, like, a full story about Christmas, but it's basically just a plot of, like, Clanet After Story? Oh, God yeah. damn you. You see? Oh. Is that Christmas to you? Oh. <laughs> Could you handle that? Because that's not bad. Do but, I get <laughs> you same Do pa- I still get the ending? Yeah, same ending. Then yes, I would still count it. You'll count it? Because if you remember the ending, he gets a redo. No, okay, not that. Not the redo. Not the redo. Not the redo? A, a fully realistic. <laughs> so you red shoes. Yeah. You ever seen that one? <laughs> what red shoes? The red shoes. No. Uh. I thought you were talking about just like the um, documentary about um, the little girl from, what's that movie? Schindler's List? Yeah. I was thinking, I was thinking, I was thinking about that. Like, yeah. right? was like, damn, you went dark. <laughs> or it's called, um, where is it at? I think it's called The Christmas Shoes. Yeah. The Christmas Shoes? Television? Yeah. It was a television movie. Mm. Yeah, it doesn't end well. <laughs> All right. The mom has cancer. She dies. And all she wanted was red shoes as a kid. And never got them? No. And so what does the dad do? He brings red shoes to the to the grave. That's it. That's the ending. Okay, now can we get that, but instead of the dad bringing red shoes to the red grave, he gets into a car accident? Well, why are you just... (laughs) At this point, there's no message that you're driving to at all. Like, what's the ending message? Like, everything is useless? But it takes place on Christmas. Can you count that as a Christmas movie? No, because it still has to have a message. Okay. It has to have some sort of message of family. Yeah. Some some sort of togetherness. So it's more than just... A Christmas movie encompasses more than just being on Christmas. Yes. Like, hell, Reindeer Games is literally a heist on Christmas. Yeah. But sudden realization that, you know what, money isn't everything. So what does he do on Chris, the early morning Christmas Day? Puts stacks of money in people's mailboxes. Mm-hmm. And that, that's, that's his Christmas. 
Yeah. Because there's yeah. either a sudden realization of good in everything and the realization that, you know what? Material possessions are just material things. What really matters is the people around you and making other people, you know, m- making p- other people feel well, good. Well, I think you said it right there. That is possibly the common theme that all these films need. The sudden realization of good. Yes. Yeah. So you can be as shitty as you want, as terrible as you can be, but there has to be at some point a sudden, a sudden realization to be good. Yes. Yeah. Pretty much like the Christmas Carol. That was pretty much it. Yeah. Scrooge was a shitty person his entire life, yes. or most of his life. Mm-hmm. Then all one night it took him to fl- you know flip him around. Like think of it this way: the ending of a Christmas Carol was originally just going to be like, "Hey, he dies. That's it." Like he he ends with ghost of. Ghost of future yet to come, of yeah. Christmas yet to come. Yeah. And just ends with him falling into his grave. Tiny Tim is dead. Like, that's it. That's his future. There's no changing it. Imagine if that was the ending. <laughs> Would it still be a Christmas carol? It'd be in the freaking trash. <laughs> I'd be like, what's the point then? Yeah. There's I mean, no point. Other than you suddenly be like, and suddenly he woke up and, and realized he was on Christmas Day. And he was literally scared shitless. <laughs> you see right there yeah. is why I have not watched or liked a Christmas film since 2004. <laughs> For what you said right there, there is no point to them all. There is no theme. And that's where I want to go and move forward next is when's the last time you felt a new Christmas film is going to end up like a classic. Like, hey, this is going to be good. This is going to be a good Christmas classic movie. It's honestly, I blame it on marketing heavily mm-hmm. because obviously every they come out every year. It's, yeah. it's the clockwork. They come out every year, and every year advertisement says the next Christmas classic. And dude, how many times have you heard that? And how many can you remember those movie titles? Like, what was the last Christmas movie you remember seeing? The newest last newest? dude, man. I got a the animated Grinch film, I guess. Okay, and when was that? I'm not sure even... I don't even know when that one came out. I just remember watching it at my grandma's house. That's it. Uh, let's see. The newest one, right? The newest one. Oh, 2018? Yeah. Oh. Okay, so... I two, still haven't seen that one. So 2018 was the last time you saw a Christmas Christmas movie. Yeah. What about you, Mike? I would probably go... You know, I'm going to say Klaus. Klaus? Klaus. It's a kid. It's a, you know, it's a Netflix original. So 2019, one year after him. And you know what? It's, it's pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I really enjoy it. I do. Because there is themes in it. See, I want to count Krampus, which was 2015 from like the last Christmas movie. But if I really want to say Christmas Christmas movie that the last one I saw Christmas with the Cranks 2004 damn that's like the last time I can say I've sat down like yeah a Christmas Christmas movie it's because of the end it's the end where he gives away like their vac. it was the vacation tickets that no I liked the movie I didn't like the movie you didn't like the movie I didn't like it I liked it I thought it was very slapstick weird yeah I was not a big fan of it I don't like slapstick like oh no 
now we gotta hurry and have Christmas. And also, <laughs> why are the neighbors so freaking anal about their ornaments? I don't know that, but that's the one thing where I was like, that's so fucking weird, but I felt like it was a weird thing in certain you know subcultures. What? Like, why you is Dan why? Aykroyd, like, the leader of the neighborhood there, is just like, oh, hey, don't worry, just leave the garage open and we'll set up Mr. I'll say Snow. Like, like, this was, like, one of the last movies where I was like, I went to theaters to see it, and I was like, I don't give a fuck if it's good. I'm just gonna go and watch a movie just to watch a movie. Mm-hmm. You know, you know why I, I'm not a big fan of this movie. What? Tim Allen. That's it. You don't like Tim Allen? It it reminds me too much of the the other one. What's it called? Uh, the Santa Claus. Okay. <laughs> the Santa Claus. Okay, I love the Santa Claus. The first one, okay, but first one, yes. Two and three, no, no. Anything I try, that bad? Yeah. I try watching the Santa Clauses. What about the new one that came out? Sucks. Cringe. Cringe as hell. I, we got like maybe. Five minutes, ten minutes in, and we were like, I'm not feeling this. But that's what I'm saying. Like, Will's the do you he do, up, do you remember even seeing like a really, really good like Christmas movie that you sat down like that hit as hard as your childhood watching these other uh, ones? What about the Grinch? The Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey? Yeah. Watched that one recently. That one hits the same message. Christmas means a little bit more. Two thousand. To me, that's, to me, that's like my final like your final like final Christmas classic. Like that's my last one. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's going to be a good place to close tonight's topic. We want to thank everyone for listening to tonight's podcast. I'm curious on your thoughts on tonight's topic. You can leave a comment below if you're watching this on our Next Gen YouTube channel. If not, we'll be putting this up on our open forum on our website at www.nextjourneypro.com forward slash Red Band Podcast for listeners to discuss episode topics and various other film related news. We put out episodes every Monday. For audio listeners, you can find the Red Band Podcast on iTunes, Amazon Music, Spotify, and of course, our website, which I'll say again, www.nextjourneypro.com forward slash Red Band. Also, just to add a little end to that, you can also find us on now on iHeartRadio. That's right. We are on iHeartRadio. So you just try to find us there, like and subscribe, and we'll see you next time. Later, taters.